Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Gentlemen, I wanna I wanna spotlight a game that happened that you probably didn't watch. Where's James, Adam? Uh, oh, James is still at home. Uh, I forgot him. I forgot James. I stole Steve's James Reimer. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I stole it. Went on vacation with it. We had a great story. time. Well, so I bring you cookies, and you bring me betrayal. I know. I'm sorry. I, I just want to shout out. Cookies. Well, since we're on it, Mrs. Adam, Dangle, shout these out. The, these are the no Adam cookies. Uh, shout out, Mrs. Dangle, for for. Basically, I had to meet her. I had to drive all the way down to her school. Oh, all the way down. Yeah, you had to slum it well, out in Durham region, Adam. It's far, and uh, and I had to meet her at lunch. Um, for and just, <laughs> there's so much happening right now. Oh my god! All right, there was a um, an M M&M and M or a Smartie in the middle of a cookie, and Jesse just ate the Smartie and then left the cookie. That's all I wanted. Wow. So, I had um, it. so now now that this show is already off the rails, I want to say thank you to Mrs. Dangle for help hooking me up with James Reimer. It was her. That put the extra Morgan Riley on the wall. Yeah, it was her that sold it when Steve was like, "Hey, there was an extra Morgan Riley on the wall." Oh yeah, I'm taking that for Christmas present. And then she texted me right away and said, "Ha, ah, Steve just asked." And then you texted me and went, "Ha, ah, ha, ah, now I know why James Reimer's gone." And I'm like, "Wow, I'm texting both of them right now." It was beautiful. See, it was beautiful. I, I learned. Well, I already knew this, but Mrs. Dangle is a terrible liar. But now I'm concerned because I found out my uh, alleged friend Adam is a good liar. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know how to read anything. Let's talk about a game that neither of us watched, and Jesse did not watch either. Ooh. Jesse's here, still eating his Smarty. It's a little late still to be eating. talking Wait, about the Great Cup, it? Adam. Uh, it is not the Great oh, Cup. Oh, TFC. No. Oh, don't be a jerk. I did not see a second of that. Uh, you're wrong. Now here's here. It, it, it was a Shoot Boston University's women's Sorry. hockey team. Versus Minnesota's women's hockey team. Let me get my glasses. Why are you getting oh, your glasses out? So oh no, I no! Can see the thing. It's, well, it's not really oh. about the play. <laughs> no, I want to see it. Steve, we're doing a radio show. Do you really? Yeah, but think I'm here. It would be Screw about the people the play. listening. <laughs> I am here. What is happening right now? There's a thing on the screen. Wow. I want to show your alleged friend, Steve. You guys. I don't get my James Reimer figure back. I don't get to watch a clip. What do I get, Adam? What do I get? You get two halves of a cookie because Jesse stole the M&M from the middle of it. Some great friends I have. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Freaking jerks. This has been one of the weirdest starts to I any know. show we've had. We're a little rusty. I all think. right. All right. So here it is. I just want to play it. Just, just I am fine. Listen to it. <laughs> oh Can't wait to listen to this video. <laughs> well, wins this one back when Crossley and she'll just ring it around the boards trying to kill off a little bit of time. Flynn. And Tarnowski working with it. Tarnowski gets it behind the net. Tarnowski lets it for Flynn. Flynn scores! Natalie Flynn! Natalie Flynn! Natalie Flynn! Good morning! Good afternoon! And good night, Minnesota! Natalie Flynn, the captain, with a multi-goal game! I have lost my voice in excitement! The Terriers take this one! Six! Five in the overtime! How about that? That is Max Wolpoff, uh, Boston University, obviously uh, sent him down there to cover the game, and he sure did cover that game. Well, uh, now I understand all the tweets I got. 
because people were like, man, you should do play-by-play. And I'm like, <laughs> and I actually said, well, I don't think they want a screaming lunatic on their broadcast. Mm-hmm. And they went, um, <laughs> have you seen? And I, the answer is no. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How he about really that? went for it. He did. He really did. <laughs> I mean, hey, get it out while you're in school. I mean, I mean, that's where you learn, right? <sighs> yep, absolutely. And you know what? You Good know, for him. You, I like the excitement. I like the excitement. You learn that you kind of do a build. You do a little bit of a slow build, and before you get here, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, and there's a play going on, and it's exciting. You don't It did happen. It did happen really quickly. I mean, it, it was behind the net, and then, boom. And then Natalie Flynn, who hadn't scored apparently for an entire year. This is what I'm reading. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'm just happy that Steve could see that call. Me too. Oh, I am happy Steve saw it too. I hope mm-hmm. the rest of you Google it. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe I should start posting my prep on Reddit like I keep saying I will. People are doing it for you. Oh, so are they? Okay, yeah. okay, well then, taken care of. <laughs> Listen, I have eight jobs, okay? I have eight jobs. We have one listener who always tweets like, oh, they're recording a new podcast today. This, this, and this will be topics. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I guess so. <laughs> really? Like, they say that what that's what we'll, they guess yeah. what we're talking about? Oh, they don't guess, Adam. They tell us. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. So thanks um, for that, Andrew. Did they have uh, Patrick Line on, on that list? I don't know. Okay, well, here's my question. And this has been asked before. This is not my question, but it's a question I definitely stole from the internet because I think it's actually really a, a great question. Good. Will Patrick Line be the fastest player to score on all 30 teams in the NHL? Oh, I saw that. Oh, that's interesting. Now, will he be the fastest player to score on all 31 well, thirty-one, yeah. I mean, next year because he's got to score in all thirty this season, and then thirty-one being next year. The race will be on because oh my goodness. so you're counting the goal against. Of course, teams. I'm counting the goal against Winnipeg. Oh, Adam, I didn't even understand. I, see, I knew Steve didn't get it. No, because he didn't say, "Oh, Adam." No, yeah. No. <laughs> oh. Steve just went along with it like it was a serious question. <laughs> oh, Steve. <laughs> That's an O Steve, you're right. That is an O Steve. What a dummy. It didn't look like he was shooting it behind the net. No, it no, looked like, like he, he was, was like he was like, I'm net puck goal. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what he does, right? I'm net puck goal! <laughs> that's the new Evgeny Malkin. I am score! Yes. <laughs> I am net puck goal. I swear that's, to God. That's the finish one. I am net puck goal. Net, net puck goal. Yeah, he just he sees a net and he has the puck. Normally, it's on the other end of the ice. Yeah. So I can't say I blame him, right? It's just a natural reaction. Oh, no. Have you ever seen, um, I think it was like Team Japan, and he scores on his own net, and as soon as he takes the shot, you see his face like, He realizes what he's done. Yeah. I've never seen a player take like a hard wrister behind their own net. (laughs) It would have been hard. I don't know who was in net for Winnipeg. I think it was Hellebuck. Yeah, Yeah, Hellebuck would have struggled even if he'd been in position to save that. (laughs) I mean, Line has got a great release. (laughs) He really does. Like, it's a really quick (laughs) shot. guy, man. That's so brutal. Now, I felt bad for him. I thought one of the best things I read on Twitter. Game-winning goal, by the way. Game-winning goal. Yeah. So is he the first guy to not only get a goal, but a game-winning goal against all 30 NHL teams? If he he scored... On Edmonton after that, would he have got a game-tying goal as well? A GTG? A GTG. Wow. Very underrated slash shouldn't exist stat. Doesn't matter stat. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does NHL.com mark GTGs as assists oh just my for God. fun? They, I, okay, so... Why, were you explaining shots to Jesse? Have you explained shots? Why? Why what shots count and what shots don't? Like no. why a shot off the post doesn't count as a shot? Oh, yeah, a shot off the post doesn't count. Did you know that? No, I didn't. 
Shot up supposed to be NHL. No, I knew that because of NHL, like the video game. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know I that, knew that, and that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever it's seen. The stupidest thing. No, ever. what is a post a part of? The, the net. net. No. So it is part of the actual structure no. of the net. So no. if it goes off if the post hit- and in. Is it a goal with no shot? Yes. If you, it no, would have to be. If what hit, if it hits the post and then banks off the goalie? It's a goal with no shot. If you shot. hit the side of the net, is it a shot? No, but that's that's different because it's on the inside. Yeah, no. I think if it hits the side of the goal, like post, if, it's, it's if, if, it, if the shot comes and it is post and over, like post to, go, post, to post, it should count. No, it shouldn't. I think maybe better. we're seeing why shot attempts are really more important. Better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was on NHL.com last night, and I was I was trying to figure out something about the Leafs' power play, and I, I wanted to look at shorthanded save percentage. Mm-hmm. So the save percentage goalies have when they're on the penalty kill, and much to my surprise, like twenty five goalies many of whom were starting goalies in the NHL, had not allowed a power play goal yet this season. Really? Yes. So it turns out NHL.com is just stupid and inverted power play save percentage, which is save percentage while your team has the power play, which who cares, versus uh, while you're on the PK. Which, if that's the case, shouldn't power play goals be shorthanded goals? (sighs) Shouldn't shorthanded goals be power play goals? Stop it. It's NHL.com. A very happy unbirthday to you. Wow. Or a merry unbirthday. I always screw that up. <sighs> Stupid. I know. I, I hate that you said happy instead of merry. I know. You jerk. You know what? I'm going to be called out, out on that. And you know what? While while I'm getting people to forgive me for my sins, Dubnik. There. Yeah, oh, is somebody mad about you saying Dubnik? Well, yeah. The, I mean, the way you should say it is Dubnik. But, uh, you know, everyone is insisting that I say Dubnik. Someone's also upset at you for saying Lungfist. Now, how the hell do you say that? Lungfist? I don't know. Lungfist? I don't know how we're saying Hank! You happy? The Hank! Guy, guy who looks good in suit. There yes. Go. Really good. Blue suit man. Yeah. Hey, handsome NHLers, we missed him. We said Aaron Ackblad, we didn't say Henrik Lundqvist. Well, Lundqvist. Lungfist. Lungfist? Lungfist is incorrect? Lungfist. Lungfist. <laughs> Lungfist. Because he can punch you in the, in the lungfist. He's a breath of punch air. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fist of fresh air. <laughs> lungfist. Someone needs to make that t-shirt. Yeah. Are you a ready for this barrage fist. of breath? <laughs> Adam, I think you wanted to talk about Patrick Liner. I did want to talk. I just, oh, I just wanted to honestly know... I, I I think does it count? That if, was the only question. That was my well. That was my question. Does it count? That was as, leading into a broader discussion. If does he hold the record for scoring on the most on all the NHL teams? If he scored on his own team, that still has to count, right? No, it doesn't. See, they don't track fastest yeah. players. NHL to score doesn't that? track own goals yeah. like soccer. But in but in real life, who cares what the NHL tracks? In real life, he would be okay. Fine. Right? Let's. There you go, Patrick Laine. Let's give him some. We we refuse to give him better than Austin Matthews, so we'll give him that. Well, there was something else that I, I thought was interesting that I got from Twitter, which was um, headline: if if uh, <coughs> Line A scores on a goal, and then it's like captain. Oh, yeah, Blake uh, Wheeler consoles young scampy rookie. Uh, headline if Austin Matthews scores on own goal six reasons why Patrick Line should have gone first overall and it's true it's you like, won't believe number seven I know we only said there were six what for some reason people like have a really hard time admitting that Austin Matthews was the right pick at first overall I uh, I'm just I'm not concerned with the debate. I, I wouldn't be but I, I don't I don't think the debate exists for people that have rational minds 
But it's the same people that think that that call into radio stations and go, if we if we get Connor McDavid in the draft, let's trade him for seven players. Yeah, let's do it. Seven who? Seven who's? Yeah. Who? Let's who? Uh, let's trade uh, seven Travis players. Green for Joe Thornton. Okay. One of my favorite radio calls of all time. Travis Green. Andy Frost just went uh and click hung up on the guy. Good for Andy. Um, which I guess brings us to James Myrtle's article, does it not? It does. So let's talk about oh this. Goodness. James Myrtle, who we are now allowed to mention again. Yeah, because he works because <laughs> he works for not the competitor. Yeah, we'll uh, see if we can maybe work something out where he have on have him on. Yeah, maybe. So what uh, what do we know about James? What he said? So okay, I have been yelling and screaming for a long time before the season began. I think you could just end the sentence there. Yeah, I have been yelling and screaming for a long time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So. Uh, I said from the very beginning before either of them ever played an NHL game, Line will outscore Matthews. He will. He's a goal scorer doing goal scorer things. That's what he does, mm-hmm. man. That's what he does. I get it. Um, <coughs> and that's a great thing to have. Well, who wouldn't want Patrick Line on their team? 30 teams should want Patrick Line on their team. 31 if you count Vegas. I would say 31. There you go. 32 if you count scoring on your own net. Steve's an idiot. Anyway. Uh, no, still thirty-one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I try to, you know. Some, sometimes no, I get it. Work. Listen, sometimes we take it a little they're too not far. Work. Um, I will not have a, a career in stand-up like Ken Reed's brother. So, <laughs> James Myrtle took a deeper dive into the numbers with uh, Matthews and Line. You know what? The article is good. I, I tweeted it. Uh, the article is good if you even even if you just ignore the Line stuff. Because I'm tired of the comparison. They're not the same type of player. So you can't really compare them? Not really. I mean, I, I suppose you could. You, you know, which, com- ki- which player would you rather have? And you could compare needs of team. Totally. And depth totally. of team. Totally. And I'll tell you, the Winnipeg Jets are a far better hockey team than the Leafs. And far deeper. Well, I look at what the Leafs have. And I look at what the Jets have. Um, who could the Leafs use more right now? Assuming they are equal. Austin Matthews, a center... Who can play both ends, or Patrick Line who scores his brains out? Uh, well, I believe Austin Matthews, and I say that because we had a player who could score his brains out, and <laughs> it didn't work out for us. Well, and they're still scoring their brains out. Exactly, but it's a little bit more even this I time. I shouldn't say still because last year they could not. But they are. But it's coming yeah. from multiple sources now. Yeah, it's it it said a lot of things about Matthews that like I hadn't even thought of really. Such as, give me an example. Well, one was. So his most common left winger is Zach Hyman, who he's played almost all of his on-ice time with. Um, And then his two right wingers are either William Nylander or Connor Brown. Now, what's the trend there? All are Calder eligible. They're all rookies. Mitch Marner, you know, they they got sheltered. You got JVR, you got Bozak. Matthews has basically had to fend for himself this entire time. Yeah. And he's a brilliant uh, possession player. Um, the Leafs get more shots for than against when he's on the ice. It's great. Now, the one sheltering thing that Babcock does with Matthews is Matthews gets way more offensive zone starts than Line, and I assume his Leaf counterparts, mostly because uh, Babcock doesn't quite trust him on his faceoffs yet. Mm. Matthew started really bad at the faceoffs, and then he got good, and then he's, I don't know, he kind of tailed off again. Right, so. and that's something that Babcock is a big believer in. He's, you can learn that skill, you got to be good on that skill. If you want to be a center and you want to play real man- minutes in, in Babcock's, on Babcock's team, 
you you got to know how to do that and do it consistently. Why do you think Ben Smith has a job? Totally. And yeah, and people dump on Ben Smith. And yeah, five on five. Yeah, he's kind of a liability. Not going to lie. And I mean, Roman Polak too. And Matt Hunwick. But mm-hmm. at least together. Geez, all three of those guys kill penalties. And the Leafs have a top five penalty kill in the NHL. Which, you know, no one seems to want to give him that credit. But it's true. No one will ever want to give the Leafs credit for anything. Yeah, or those guys it's, in particular. That's not a good storyline. It's. Well, I think people are definitely going to be riding the uh, grizzled vet Polak and grizzled vet Hunwick teaching the young whippersnapper Leafs how to live. Ways. Yep. Yeah, how to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're that, always, that does make me laugh because how we, to live. we make those assumptions as though, and I've I've made them myself. Where you you you're like, well, this guy's older, so therefore he's a good role model. You don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. There's a lot of people who are very successful athletes, bankers, business people, whatever whatever profession that have been at it a long time, really successful, terrible teachers. Terrible. Terrible. It's funny when you get to like your your kind of teens, maybe late teens, and you realize, oh, this guy's a terrible adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember looking at a teacher Man, I've once. I've been taking this guy's word for it like for a very long time. <laughs> I, I remember looking at teachers and going, I guess teachers can be bad people too. Oh yeah, liars and cheats and 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 not good teachers. And I was lucky to like have anybody. mostly very good teachers, but I did look at a few and go, oh, sh- oh, damn, you're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a very long time, and you're just stupid. You're just not. You're not with it, are you? Yeah, yeah. Now that being said, now that we've uh, offended got, all the teachers, yeah. Now that we've gotten all that childhood aggression out there, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think these guys are that. But anyway, point being. Go look at James Myrtle's article on the athletic. So is the is the crux of the article? What is the argument? Is it that both are good for their teams and their respective fits, or that Matthews was the right fit for the Leafs? What's the what's the thesis? Line is a great goal scorer. He's going to regress, but he's still going to be a great goal scorer. Prolific, prolific goal scorer. But he has gotten to play with vets. He's gotten to play with the um, Jets' best players. And he's been sheltered a little bit, but not a, not a great uh, possession forward, but very good on the power play. Mm. Matthews has not got to play on the power play as much. And instead of um, being part of a great line, he has created a great line. He, wow. He is already like his. Uh, oh, shoot. I'm trying to remember what the stat was. I think it was... So the most common defensive pairing he's on the ice with is Polak and Hunwick. And wow, his, really? Yeah. And his possession numbers with those guys is still very good. When he's on the ice without them, oh, he's like in elite territory. And his shooting percentage is... It's about 12%, which is like about... Eh, about average. That makes sense. Line A shooting 20. And... Um, Myrtle kind of went through it. I think he worded it as there's Stamkos, there's Crosby, and there's everybody else. Like over the last 10 years or so. Stamkos is like 17%. He's goofy. Crosby is 15%. Everyone else is like, there's a couple 14s, then a few 13s and 12s. The best goal scorers in the league, uh, they don't shoot 20%. Ovechkin even shoots around what, 13, 14? I can't remember his, but yeah, probably. Because he gets a lot of shots. He gets a ton of shots, and so does Matthews. So does Matt, but as they should. And he's and the thing Myrtle pointed out that I thought was weird, and maybe I should stop giving the entire article away, was Matthews is actually better at shot generation. Wow, I would have assumed Line, a, the goal scorer, would yeah, shoot the lights up. 
But the point is not the comparison between the two. Go check it out. James Myrtle, The Athletic T.O. Sick. Sick. <laughs> Sick. Um, and I don't think you have to pay for it yet. Something so. that... Something I found interesting about um, about the Leafs recently, uh, obviously we've focused a lot on it, has been the defense. Andrew hmm. Berkshire at Sportsnet.ca went through their, um, analytically went through their defensive pairings. He was on uh, the radio while I was uh, on my way here. And really? I got to hear him break down his article. So this is good. I didn't get to read it, but so I heard it. It's huh? really, really interesting. But uh, And I'm not going to give this one fully away either. But what was interesting... I will. Screw that guy. ...is you've got... <laughs> It, it it tells you the exact story that you've probably seen with your eyeballs, which is uh, Carrick, Riley, Gardner, your top three defensemen, mm-hmm. and, and and a lot of people will be like, well, what about Zaitsev? Actually, his numbers are okay, but they're a little below average sometimes. Yeah, did, but did he explain in the article the context? There? Because uh, okay. Riley and Zaitsev are constantly playing against the top teams. In or the top the, the the top forwards and top defense from the other team. So he provided different context on the radio. Oh, it was that um, the so basically when it comes to turnovers, it's based on the player mm-hmm. and where they're passing to. So the the player can be you know steady calm, but if there's nowhere to pass it to, you know that's when turnovers can get created. Zaitsev is still getting his bearings. He's a KHL vet. You know, we know he's young, but he's he's a KHL vet, so he's used to that ice surface. It took Alexi Emelin, who Berkshire and I got Excuse into me, it. Excuse me, Emelin? Emelin, whatever, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, screw that guy. Um, it, uh, uh, it took him a couple years to adjust properly to the NHL, and now he's actually a pretty decent defenseman for the Habs. So uh, Zaitsev, kind of same issue. Well, and... And, and what I found it most interesting about it is that Zaitsev, it looks like, will improve. It just looks like, I yep. mean, and he's already, too. and if you've been watching, you have Carrick for sure. Now, if you've been watching, you know Zaitsev good, is good. Zaitsev good. You know Zaitsev good. Hockey gold net. Uh, <laughs> you also know that, um, you also know that Carrick's been good, like I said. So Zaitsev, Carrick, you know they've been good. So what's interesting about the whole article is, you know, everybody's been talking about Dougie Hamilton and Kevin Shattenkirk and whoever else has been bandied about as potential defensive targets for the Leafs. A, you got to remember that going into the expansion draft, they're going to have to, whoever they acquire, they're going to have to protect. Mm-hmm. So that's that might be a reason not to go out and make that signing or uh, make that trade right now. Number two is they may only really need a third pairing upgrade. Yeah, we it's and this is the hard thing and I've I've been guilty of it uh, basically after every loss this year is you go I want them to be good now. And, but that's you just it's not how it works. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's a process. Of course if you add a fantastic player to this team they'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if only they added Travis Crosby. Green. I would still trade Travis Green for Joe Thornton. By I way. would. Me too. <laughs> Who wouldn't? That's what I want to know. I, if only Carey Price. If only Carey Price is available. PK Subban. I almost said Shea Weber. Ha. <laughs> well, Shea Weber too. I mean, sure. He's played great. Um, what, what can we do to get him? <laughs> do we have a PK lying around? That's the thing. Vancouver's you, got a Jordan. Let's get him. But it's so much easier to get your hands on a third pairing defenseman. It's so doable. much easier. It's doable. <laughs> and it's not something they have to do right now. And I think that puts them in a really good spot. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, I, we haven't really wrapped our heads around it because it's not a reality yet. It's not, we're not being, uh, the expansion draft isn't right before our eyes. 
I think it's going to create a seismic shift in the league. Like, there are going to be some teams really, really screwed up by it. And it's going to be that one, that one piece, that one player absent that just throws everything off a little bit. And it won't even be like a star for that team. It'll just be that one guy. I was wondering this the other day. When Vegas does the expansion draft, will there be teams? There'll have to be teams that they skip over, right? I bel- don't they have to take one from every team? Do they have to take one from every See, that's the thing is I haven't read through the rules, but I wonder I do they have they to. Do. Okay. So they'll take NHL players that won't make the team. Maybe. Oh, oh yeah, and this is this was my other assumption is they will take players knowing that other teams want these players. So like it's it's like a draft. Well, it is a draft, but it's like the NHL draft. You just pick the best player available. NBA draft, mm-hmm. it's like it's good to do this across the leagues. You take the best player available. So what the what Vegas needs to do is not uh draft the best team for them, draft the best value. Yeah. So if you really need a defender, <laughs> but there's a much better forward out Drop there, the forward. Then the, yeah, take the forward <laughs> and pitch him to someone who needs that forward and see if you can get a defenseman in return. To answer your question, the Vegas franchise must select one player from each presently existing club for a total of 30 players. Yeah, so the Leafs are going to lose a player. The Penguins are going to lose a player. You're, if you're listening, your favorite team is going to lose a player. Wow. Wow. Everybody. Get ready. Get ready, kids. It's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. I'm and excited. for some of you, it'll be like, you know, Frank Corrado. And for others, it'll be mm, someone right now on your maybe first or second line. Who knows? Who knows, man? <sighs> um, we got a whole bunch to get through, including uh, the UFA busts of 2016 so far. <laughs> uh, Lundquist versus Ranta. Yeah, I know. It's so early. That's why we're doing it. Uh, and, okay, fine. Maybe Columbus is all right at hockey. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're we'll, finally going to we'll, talk about We'll it. talk about that mm. next on the Steve Dangle Podcast. Dangle pizza. So Adam's eating food as we're back Sorry, here. Sorry, I haven't eaten the, in like eight hours. I'm yeah, starving. Put it, in, put it in your face. All right, all right. Uh, we're back here on the Steve Dangle Podcast. So I got a couple, I got, I got some tweets. I got some great tweets. Um, one, <laughs> I missed it. I should have just gone on the tweet I was on. Adam, you're so good at your job. Uh, I got this from Bobby Cappuccino. He sent this to me. It's a tweet from Igor Iranko, who has a lot of good uh, stuff out of Russia, he says, per Bugard underscore two, I don't know who that is, but they have 37,000 followers, so I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know who that is. Steve? Yes. I know my mouth is full of food, but can you just get to the friggin' I, I was just going to leave him <laughs> to see how long this one's going to happen. How dare you? How many people I was you? giving you full context. <laughs> just going. My mouth is Maybe I'll just have a cookie. No, you're right. And I should have let him go. I should have let him go. I was just I was rambling to himself. <laughs> All right, here we go. Per Bugard 2. Never mind. You guys don't get it. How many followers does he have? When, when, did he, when did he first sign up for Twitter? That's what I want to know. Do we know his date of birth? Can you read me his bio? <laughs> What's his picture like? What is the picture of? Does he have a cover photo? Or is he you know, like- I didn't realize I was being air checked on my podcast right now. Okay. Wow, that went on. You know what? Sometimes I take too long to get to the point, and sometimes you don't bring me back my damn property, Adam. <laughs> my friend, James. Is he your friend or is he your property? Can I get to the damn point? I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> the Leafs are interesting. <laughs> I'm going to break this phone. Oh. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you inconvenienced by someone interrupting you? <laughs> oh, get that crap off your chin there. Learn how to eat like an adult. <laughs> You're a disgrace. <clears throat> so apparently the Leafs are interested in Vladimir Kachov from Akbar's Kazan of the KHL. Uh, the older one, he's not related to the Kachov who signed with the Oilers. So there. That was a tweet that I got while Adam was stuffing his face. And there was another one. Oh, yeah. Simeon Varlamov apparently is not at practice because he has a busted groin. So the Leafs might have lost the game, but they broke Varlamov. No! <laughs> oh, is he in your pool? He's oh, on my fantasy Jesse team. might have been actively cheering against the Leafs on Sunday. <laughs> no! Were I you was, just like, yeah? I was cheering for a shutout because a shutout would have helped. But once there was a goal by the Leafs, I was like, okay, like, go uh, Leafs. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, thanks, Jesse. It's good to know. <laughs> good we to know you're right. with like three minutes left. Really on side. My fantasy team is very important to me. <laughs> um, so, and apparently not our friendship. UFA busts so far in yeah, 2016. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Go ahead. We should just cut the show and start here. Here, go ahead. Talk about UFC busts. Uh, Ryan. U- UFA busts. Uh, UFA busts. Did yeah, I say yeah. UFC busts? Go, go ahead. No, Steve did? Okay. Number one so far. Oh my god, get to the point! Number one so far. <laughs> Andrew Ladd, New York Islanders. Andrew, if you remember, signed for Oh, we all know who he is! Seven uh. years, $38.5 million. <laughs> seven years of Andrew Ladd. Yeah, that's a lot of Andrew Ladd. Uh would you would you would you say total bust right now or just having a slow start? What's his points at? Or what are his points at? Um that is a really good question. Let me pull that up. Oh my god! Oh my Steve. god! All right, here Get we go. To the I got points. it. I got it. I got it. All right, ready? Ready? Yes. Ready? Ready? Okay. Because yes. I know we I took have, a long time to get to one. Sport, Sportsnet is not opening. This. I have it in front of me. If you want. I have it too. He's, he's you ready for this? Oh, oh boy. Okay. Three goals, three assists. Oh boy! And he's making what was it? Joffrey Lupo money? Like five seven five point five. Five point five. Yo, that's minus six. Not that that matters, but minus six. That is well, no, but that is uh, that is very rough for a guy who I think going into the season you would have assumed would be on Tavares's wing. Right. Uh, that's not very good. Next one, Louis Erickson. He signed for six years, thirty-six million, six million dollar cap hit. In twenty-nine games, he has six goals and five assists. Uh, you know that is bad, but it's not a complete disaster. I think no, nah, he'll improve. Michael Bodker didn't realize that he'd signed a four-year, $16 million deal with San Jose. Oh, baby, did he? 28 games, mm-hmm. two goals, three assists. No one saw this coming. Was he not one of the ones that everyone was screaming, don't do it? I'm pretty sure he was. Was he? Pretty sure. Okay. Okay. He, he was another... Oh, here's why I know that. Because at the deadline, he was one of the big fish. Mm. And basically the entire analytics community was going, why? Don't, <laughs> why is don't. he one of the big fish? Right, right. Uh, Joel Colburn, former Toronto Maple Leaf, signed a, and this is all this is, two years, five, $5 million, so $2.5 million cap hit. That's so, not bad. Well, you haven't heard of stats yet. Okay. 24 games, three goals, one assist. Okay, yeah, that's kind of bad. But it's yeah, not that bad. have been bad, though. It's that's like, okay, think. Erickson has been... Disappointing. Mm-hmm. Colburn has been disappointing, but is it a combination of they've been bad and their team has been bad? I would say so. 
I think so. Kind of, it's harder to score on a team that sucks. It absolutely is. And honestly, if if you're signing a guy at two point five million dollars, your threshold for bust is very hard. Like it's, it's very very limited. You are you are not taking much of a risk. And yeah. Colburn doesn't. And it's two years. It's two years. No, nah, that's that's a bit that's a bit cruel. Carter bit Hutton, cruel. St. Louis Blues goaltender. Oh yeah. Two years, two point five total. So he's got one point two five million dollars. That's it. Yeah. He has two wins, four losses, an 8.88 save percentage, and a 2.98 goals against average. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. The funny, every time I hear Carter Hutton's name, I think about how in in a previous life, uh, there was once a blogger who criticized him, and then a teammate of Carter Hutton's came out and blasted this blogger for it. Criticized him when he was playing junior? No, criticized him when he was on the Nashville Predators, I believe. The blogger was uh, Justin Bourne, and the player was uh, Rich Clune. And one is the video guy for the Marlies, and the other is on the Marlies now. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Small world. Yeah, very small. I wonder if they've ever spoken about it. And the last one on the six biggest UFA busts of 2016, according to Sportsnet.ca, James Reimer. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's had a bad start. He's had a bad start. Five years, $17 million. He's got a $3.4 million cap hit. And James is kind of a notorious slow starter, is he not? Uh, I don't know about that. I think he had a shutout in his first game with the Leafs one year. I don't know. I don't know. He has three wins. Okay. Four losses. Okay. Two overtime losses. Okay. I mean, it's all whatever. So he's three and six. A goalie's record isn't entirely up to the goalie. Goals against average of 302. Also not up to the goal. Save percentage of 894. There there's go. the bad one. <laughs> yep, there's the bad one. And I mean, 894 is bad. It is bad, but it's... it's recoverable. Y- yeah. I got faith. There's, okay, in his career, even if you look back at his bad years, history suggests he'll be better than that. Yes. Even at his worst. So, Florida Panthers fans, chill. Now, what about... Uh, there's, there's two last names. Two last names I'm going to give you here. Okay. And they are both goalies. Okay. Both teammates of Jimmy VC. Okay. <laughs> One is the experienced, grizzled, handsome, older netminder who's been there. The and other the other is Henrik Lungfist. <laughs> Breath of fresh fist. <laughs> uh, uh, so we've got Lungquist and Ranta. Yes. And the They've, what is it, three games in a row now? He yeah, has not played? Yeah, please do. All right, so in the three-game stretch, uh, Ranta stopped 62 of 63 shots. Great stretch. 0.33 goals against average. 9.84 save percentage. Two shutouts. Um, his shutout streak's currently at 151 minutes. And he's going to start tonight for the fourth straight time versus Chicago. I mean, you ride the hot hand, right? Mm-hmm. And then Lundqvist... Long fist. Long fist. <laughs> uh, he's three and three in his last six games. Eight and eight ninety save percentage, and uh, nine twelve save percentage on the year. That's not bad. Most teams would like that. No, mm-hmm. no, that's that's about that's a little under Freddie Anderson, I think. This is also the first time in his career he'll sit for four straight games when healthy. So he's never done this before. <sighs> Rangers got to win games. You got to win games, you go with the goalie that's hot. Now, Adam, I think you were here for this episode. I remember I was asking Jesse, though. Is it a lock 
Well, no, yeah, we, sorry, we did go through this. The Rangers have to protect Lungfist. Mm-hmm. No choice. So then it's a lock he gets traded. No. <laughs> Do, well, and here's the thing. I'm sure a lot of teams would like to take, they would gladly take a chance on Henrik Lungfist. It's funny talking about Henrik Lungfist is a chance, but uh, I don't think anyone can afford it. He, he, still, very- he still makes eight and a half million bucks. Well, it is going to be interesting to see what happens in New York, and if if he if he were to agree to waive that that no move deal, that no move deal, it could be Flurry and Lundqvist in uh, in <laughs> Las Vegas. That'd be a pretty good uh, goaltending yeah. tandem to start uh, with. Never happen. It's too expensive. But uh, I think they might have the room on account. I think the rest of the team isn't going to be that expensive. I so. think they'd have the cap room. And if <laughs> actually, and if if the NHL has taught us anything, the most important position is that one. They literally would have the cap room. They start at zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the goalies would hate it. Yeah, but again, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on because Lungfist has the like. Can you bring up Lungfist's contract there, Jesse? Sure. Lungfist has the kind of contract where like, <laughs> if Ranta proves to be better. You still gotta get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, like at some like when his contract's up, you gotta get rid of him because your your options are Lungfist as your starter, and that's the end of your options. That's the end of it. Um, oh my goodness! So eight and a half million this season, and the one after, and the one after, and the one after, and the one after. So after this season, eight four. and a half million bucks for another four years. And he's thirty four right now. And I still think he's fine. Like, I think you're just going with the hot hand. You're comparing stretches. I mean, Freddie Anderson, I think, has already faced over like five or 600 shots or something. And we're talking about Ranta being hot over his last 60. Well, he's like eight and one on the year. I mean, okay. 943 save percentage on the season. That's real good. Steve's a cynic. He will not be impressed by your numbers, Ranta. Yeah, he's only 27. More numbers. (laughs) <laughs> More numbers, but it's like, uh, who do you pick in a seven-game series? You pick an anti-ranta or Henry if someone has a nine forty-three in their last ten starts, I go. With that. I might go with that person for the first. Might give him a shot. If, it's, if it started today, who are you starting? If their playoff series starts tomorrow, who do you start? The player with a longer track history in the playoffs, Henrik Lundqvist. Adam, uh, I go with Ranta for the first game. See how that goes. Thank you. Me too. Wow, you are Elaine Vigneault. Well, I think you have to. I, I, how do you Vigneault not? Vigneault loves taking a good goalie situation and just messing with it. For such a good coach. Well, I, yeah, I mean, he, he did do that in Vancouver, but I mean, he had... He had Schneider and Luongo, which, in retrospect, is ridiculous. <laughs> so, so goofy, stupid. Like two of the top ten goalies in the league. But would you yeah. not? How can you? How can you just say, "Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you played so well. We're going to take you out." Well, the playoffs don't start today, so. You're you're applying real life scenarios to a hypothetical here, right? Um, I I don't blame Vino for what he's doing. I also don't think Ranta is the starter long term, uh, not just because I have faith in Lungfist, but because he literally can't be. Contract you can't have an eight and a half million dollar backup. You can't do it. And the goaltending market is soft, so you lose the person. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could go the entire season with just Ranta if he's great. And let's pretend you go to the playoffs and he gets you, you know, gets you as far as he can take you. And that's great. But then what about when his contract's done? You still have Lungfist. He's your starter. So, I mean, if you're Vino, maybe you consider not just riding the hot hand because you have no choice but to make this work. 
Until there's one year left, you have no choice. Lungfist is your starter. So is he hurting? Hold on. No, no, no. That doesn't help Alan Vino. Yeah. Alan Vino's job, one and only job in the world, is to win games. There we go. Okay. So if I'm Alan Vino... At some point, he's going to have to win games with Henry Lundqvist. Sure, but that's the, general mani- that's the general mani- manager's problem, not his. Mm-hmm. The general, I fire him tomorrow. If he refuses to pay, uh, play Henrik Lundqvist, I fire him tomorrow. What if he's winning games? That guy's going to cost me a job. Are you kidding me? If he's winning games, I don't know. It's a weird... See? It's a weird I agree that's it's not a very, his responsibility. It's a very interesting play. problem to have. It is. Lundqvist is their starter. He is. Not until he's... Ranta can play 20 of the next 25. Lungfist is their start. See, now this works a little bit easier Your starter is basically your most expensive goalie, is he not? (laughs) If he makes eight and a half million bucks, he is. Yeah, he better be. Um, In football, it's a little bit more of a meritocracy, right? It's all Mm -hmm. based on what you've earned recently. What have you done for me lately? It's also a much shorter season. Well, yeah, and you can cut players. Tony you Romo. Can, yeah, you could cut them off. Like you can, Has he been cut? No, he's been no, cut. But he's the backup now. He so. got injured. He did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. He played perfectly fine. Just got injured. Just got injured. The next Team guy kept winning. up and played too well. Be ready. Be, Be ready, ready, kids. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's interesting, but I guess in the NHL, it does cloud things with the salary cap. So, interesting. It's very, very interesting. I, I love that the room is completely split on this because I think it's it's a very, it's a tough yeah. decision. I don't think there's any right answer here. I, I Except mean, win the game. It is. It does sound dumb to not go with the option that you think is going to give you the best odds of winning, but you have this guy for five years. But aren't you doing a disservice to your entire team if you're not playing I the guy who's going to win? I think you are. No, I'm saying you do your best to shove that square peg into the round hole because you, you got that square peg for three years, or sorry, five years. What you if, have to make it work or you're screwed. That's the, for the GM to figure out. How does How is Longfist going to get better? He's got to play. That's all I'm saying. He's got to play. And he he has to play to get better and he has to play. Okay. Or no, sorry. He has to play to get better and he has to get better. Couple questions. Did you Do ever we agree get, on those two things? Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There okay, it is. Couple questions. First one. It's not wrong. Um, it's not wrong. No. First question. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Did you ever think in our lives that we'd ever be talking about this with Henrik Lundqvist? No. No. Yeah, eventually. No. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a stretch. It's I don't, a little early. Number yeah, two. I don't think it's going to last. Number two. What are the chances in a week from now we've forgotten about this completely? Because uh, I'm going with like 99.7% on that one. It is Vino, though. He does like to keep you guessing. <laughs> he does. He does like to keep you controversy. He's fun. He's a fun coach. He's awesome. Remember when Vancouver had him as a head coach? Oh, yeah. I bet that was cool for them. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Apparently, um, all three of Vancouver's coaches from like two years ago are in the um, Jack Adams conversation. (laughs) Vino. Mike Sullivan. No, not even Vino. Mike Sullivan. I I think it was Mike Sullivan. Torty. John Tortorella and Glenn Galutzen. Wow. Or or whatever his name is. Because Calgary, all of a sudden, piston hot. Pistol hot. Uh, Piston hot works. Yeah, there you go. Tortorella and Columbus. Columbus is arguably the best team in the National Hockey League. And Mike Sullivan reigning Stanley Cup champion. Let's talk about the Columbus thing. I don't remember when he was ever on the staff. Maybe I have it wrong and it's Vigneault. And I, think it's, I think it's Vigneault. Yeah. Can we talk about, oh, okay, the, can we talk about the Columbus thing? Can we talk about that? Sure. Yeah. So Columbus. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Can man. I say that? I don't get it either. Yeah. Can you bring up their stats? So that Chris Johnson put out something today. 
which I think is interesting. Steve, you tweeted it or you showed us the tweet and it is winning percentage with like point percentage. Point percentage. So we're at a weird, we're at a weird point in the season where um, not all teams have played the same amount of games. Like the Jets have played like five or six more games than the Leafs, something like that. Something crazy like that, which that's nice. I would assume the Jets will improve after this because their games will be spread out a little better. Um, they had a more compressed schedule than everyone else. Um, yeah, if you go to the top team who's played the most games, it's Winnipeg at 32, and at the bottom is 26, Columbus. Oh, well, there you, uh, maybe that's part of their success. Never know. But so if you just take the uh, amount of points they have in the standings and put it against the number of games that they've played, Columbus is actually the top team in the league. Wow. Wow. I don't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Now, they keep doing it. They keep doing it. Now, I, I, I think it rests on one thing and one thing only. John talk, Tortorella. And no, it is not John Tortorella. Jesse thinks it's John Tortorella because he's probably on his fantasy team. Uh, but, <laughs> he coaches my fantasy team. But besides that <laughs> obvious bias. Like coach wins. Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be coaches in fantasy teams, don't no, you? No, that's ridiculous. What are his heart stats? <laughs> well, his wins, losses. What are what are his pep up the rookies stats? <laughs> What are, his, what are his backpad stats? What are his benching Lundqvist stats? Ooh. Ooh. Not good. Uh, see, he doesn't me, have Lundqvist, no, so no. no, he can't do well in that department, no? Steve, you, you said this at the beginning of the season when it comes to coaches. The Jack Adams Award is really for the best goaltender in the league. Uh, it is a combination of best goalie in the league and team who uh, outperformed their expectations award. How on earth do you not give the Jack Adams award to John Tortorella right now? If it ended today, you'd have to. Because the, the only way you don't is if you give it to Guy Boucher. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if Those Ottawa's are, performed, even though they performed well, I don't know if they performed well enough. I didn't think they would sniff the playoffs, let alone where they are. So, I didn't either. I mean, it's got to be one of them. I just, I look at the, I look at Columbus and I, I think it go, it comes down to goaltending. It really does. They are a good team. They are a good team. And rowinski has been amazing for them. Um, and I'm sort of jealous that the Leafs don't have them. But I mean, you look at that team and you don't think, wow, unbelievable. Although, I mean, Seth Jones and Rowinski and what do you got? What do you got, Steve? Well, okay. So Jesse showed me some stats here. Uh, Columbus is sitting at 3.31 goals per game, goals four, which is third in the league behind Pittsburgh and New York. It's amazing anyone is ahead of New York because Grabner has like, what, 12 goals? Yeah. Uh, Let's check out goals against per game. How many of those were scored by his butt? Uh, None. None goals, apparently. Columbus is also third in goals against in the league. Minnesota is first. At just two. Hello there, Dubnik. Washington. Two goals against? 2.00 goals against oh. per game. Oh, okay, per game. So if like, <laughs> Minnesota scores three on you, win. Or, well, I guess lost for you. Uh, Washington, 2.11. So they're second place. Columbus, right behind them, 2.12. Ahead of Montreal, who is 2.17. Who has Carey Price? Who also that, allowed 10 goals at yeah, one time. That one kind of so it out. If you yeah. take out that game, I'm sure they're probably like first. That is unbelievable. I don't know if Gary Price was in net for that game, though. I think it was Al Montoya. Mm-hmm. No, shots for per game, Columbus is eighth. Shots against per game, Columbus is 11th. 
save percentage. Now, this is the key one. I want to see if it's goaltending. Minnesota is obviously first, mm-hmm. 9-3-5. Montreal is obviously second, 9-2-9. Columbus is number three, 9-2-8. <sighs> Sergey Bobrovsky. I'm telling you, like, there has never been a more definitive example of a goalie who got a coach fired. Ever. Todd Richards. Todd Richards. He played, he was an ECHL goalie for seven games. John Tortorella comes in and he recovers to, he is at least an NHL goalie. And now he's an all-star. And now he's an all-star again. And the, but by the way, we shouldn't be totally shocked because this guy won the Vesna like what, two, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. He just had a, a cold spell, which happens. So I'm not, I'm not trying to take, you know, credit away from John Tortorella, but I mean, it is true. It is true that goaltending. What was who was the last Jack Adams winner to have like a below league average goalie? Has there been one? I'd have to look <laughs> at the list, but probably not for a while. Probably not for a while. I want to know that one. I want to know that one. Uh, and rookies, rookies Bob are Hartley great. in Calgary a couple years ago. Maybe Ken Hitchcock. Where? When did he win? Twenty twelve in St. Louis. He probably had like league average at least. Yeah, that was in uh for What St. about Louis. Bob Hartley a couple years ago? I, I that might be it. <sighs> These awards suck. <laughs> awards suck. Um would Especially you not- coach because you're just pulling it out of thin air. If wow. You are. You're going with Steve. the team that outperformed expectations. <laughs> I have never once heard, "Oh, Tortorella or this guy or whoever Vino should have won the Jack Adams because he does this system." Where he does this with his players, and he does this and that and this and this X goes to so where this is. So what you don't like is, is the, the flaw never, in the way it's decided. I have never once heard anyone, anybody be, oh, here's this coach's strategy, and it's great, and that's why he should win coach of the so year. You I've want, never once heard anybody say that. Fair. So you want, you want it decided by a different way. Because it's currently decided by the writers, is it not? Yeah. So, but th- No, but I'm saying the way they decide it is just... Here wins. it is. It wins. <laughs> or I thought they would be bad and now they're good. Wow. It couldn't be that I uh, had a bad analysis of the team heading into the season. It couldn't possibly be that. It's got to be the coach. Is the coach of the year award... Um, like Coach of the year award. Yeah. Is it not, <laughs> it's not relevant across sports? Because if a team uh, perform, outperforms their expectations, isn't that on the players and not the coach? You can't coach a player to be better, right? Sure you can. I think you can. I think you absolutely can. Then it's a valid award. It's a valid award, but I... I just can't you, imagine. Like, okay, then let's you'd say, have to look at what Mike Babcock did with Nazem Kadri and go. He should win Coach of the Year. And oh my God! Like, no <laughs> kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a that's a fantastic example, Adam. Ron Wilson can't do anything with this bloody kid. Randy Carlisle, ah, Nas, why aren't you paying attention? Babcock with Kadri. I mean, maybe I'm taking it over the top with Kadri for Selkie. Kadri for Selkie, it's going to happen. Maybe I'm taking it over the top, but he is a competent two-way forward. But it's about the team, not one player. So he no, can't no, win. but all of a sudden, but that's coaching Leafs, now. If all of a coaching sudden, coaching is Leafs about coaching into a bunch of individuals picture, to be in the team. We're talking about Babcock, but your team has to win. Okay, if the Leafs <laughs> make the playoffs next year, does Babcock enter into the if Jack they make Adams it conversation this year? He does. Next but year, But not no. next year. Because I think, people thought they'd be bad this and year. And you know why? Do you see how silly this yes, is? Yes, and I also think that the Mike Babcock's bar is set so high 
that he'd really have to outdo himself to ever win that Which award is why again. Joe Quinville never wins. <coughs> All right, True. So last year, um, Barry Trotz won with Washington. They were supposed to be a good team. Barry Trotman. They were such a good team that he won the award. It wasn't a bad team that performed well. They were just really, really I good. I think they just handed around the league to whoever, man. I don't know. So I, I don't think it's always the bad team that performed better. Sometimes it's the good team that performs really good. I saw on Twitter, I think it was um I think it was Ottawa's play by play guy apparently dropped some bomb when um the Sens were playing the Kings that supposedly uh, someone related to the the Drew Doughty camp, I can't remember how, was basically like, look, we're going to start taking like privileges and access away if you don't really start making a push for this guy to win the Norris. Lo and behold, he wins the Norris. Wow. And I'm not saying I believe that theory, but <laughs> we were talking about last year. Because it, was, it was around this time. It was like at Christmas, people just... They just decided Drew Doughty's winning the Norris this year. Yeah, I'm not done even anything s- for it. <laughs> I'm not even saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying, like, let's pretend it was a three-way tie, and you you just have to pick a winner or Doughty it's a two-way tie. It. Doughty's victory was decided months before the vote had to be cast. It was DiCaprio. It was DiCaprio. Yeah, he's winning for the Revenant. Done. Yeah. Make it be so. I was actually somebody brought that movie up today, and they're like, "Oh, what an awful movie." <laughs> What an awful movie. <laughs> I know they it. were like they were oh you're not missing anything. It is so boring. Have you met anyone who enjoyed Million Dollar Baby? No. It's a snuff film. They kill her for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they just gave it awards. Why? I don't know. No one enjoyed it. Yeah. Lots it, of people it, saw it, no one enjoyed it. An hour and no a half. No one of enjoyed that movie. It's hard to portray misery, man. <laughs> Jesse, what are you laughing at? I, I've, I've never seen it. This just sounds no, very it's they, Okay, so there's this boxer. I okay. don't, don't want to know. Spoiler alert. There's a boxer. She does well for a bit. And then they murder her for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Like literally. Like, yeah, but not like in an action scene, like in a hospital bed. Oh. <laughs> and it's really... Exactly! The explanation of the movie sucks. That's not fun. <laughs> you almost wonder how those pitches get through. So we want to make this movie. We're, we're, so, no, here's unlike how that most works. movies, unlike most movies, the bad happens at the beginning and then good ends. We mm. want to flip it around on its head. Good at the beginning, bad. So I'm Clint Eastwood, but I haven't spoken at the Republican <laughs> National Convention, so people still like me. <laughs> I'm, Clint, I'm Clint Eastwood, but it was at least five years ago, so I, people still like me. I haven't me. talked to a chair yet. <laughs> yeah. I <have> my, <laughs> what happened to Clint Eastwood? Anyway. I like Shawshank Redemption. That's all I know. Yeah, of course. So I think what I'm getting at is, yeah, the Jack Adams is kind of funny. <laughs> hey, we got to wrap it up right now on... Uh, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. The podcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. In the download portion of this, which you can get at sportsnet.ca, we're going to be talking about what the NFL is doing to make their All-Star game more interesting because uh, if there's a worse NHL All-Star game than, or a worse All-Star game than the NHL's, it's the NFL's. Mm. Their ideas, out of the box, pretty interesting. Oh, and no. and we have a t- we, we're gonna have a little talk with uh, we talk about uh, John Scott as well. No, the the worst All Star game in all the sports is the MLS All Star game. You see that the other day they decided the damn thing in a shootout. So stupid. Give the gift of Gretzky. Ninety nine stories of the game by Wayne Gretzky. First, he rewrote the record book. Now he's written the story of our game. To mark the NHL's 99th anniversary, Gretzky looks back on the last 99 years and tells us, from his point of view, about the NHL's most memorable moments. We already know what he means to the game. 
Now, he shows us what the game means to him. From hockey's fierce early battles on natural ice through its mythical golden era, where Howe, Richard, Beliveau, Hull, or an Esposito defined greatness through the unforgettable dynasties in Montreal, New York, and Edmonton, and the success stories of today's NHL. Gretzky takes us onto the ice and into the dressing room to share never-before-published stories about the great players and great characters who have inspired him. Head over to your local bookstore today and to cross another person off your list this holiday season. I hate you for that. Oh, was that not the All-Star game? That was not the All-Star game. Oh, they decided a championship in a shootout? Didn't the team Joke. who won have zero shots on goal? Three. They had three. TFC had 19. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Three shots on goal. What sport game. was this? This would be foosball. It's it's impossible to not sound like a sore loser because we're all from Toronto. Or I hate it. I hate it so much. It, that is a... It's just a really silly that way is soccer, to decide man. a... That no, is soccer. No, it's not. It's stupid. In FIFA, they do that. You change sports all the time. Change this. It's stupid. It is stupid. Would you like the Stanley Cup to be awarded in a shootout? No. <laughs> Imagine. One, that's because you like <laughs> hockey more than soccer. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't not... want the sport you like most to be decided by a shootout? No, of course not. Second... Mo- second. I Listen, I'm not second saying... second sport is fine. I don't say... I'm, believe me, I don't like Adam, it. I'm being your therapist here. The shootout's stupid in every sport. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that's what they've always done in soccer. NBA, so good luck getting a purist to not. NBA final goes to overtime. Game seven. At the end of the first overtime. Free throws. It's a tie. Free throws. <laughs> I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> Slam dunk competition. Decides the... <laughs> NBA fight. Fucking Raptors would have won 20 years ago. <laughs> would have been nice. Yeah. It would have been fucking McGrady, Vince Carter. McGrady, oh my God. Carter, a couple <laughs> years later, Jamario Moon <laughs> wins NBA Finals MVP for soaring to the moon. Jamario <laughs> Moon. <laughs> By the way, it's a fucking now. joke. Was not a good NBA player. He was just, no, he no, was he just a guy. No, he was just a plug. Like soccer, here's the thing soccer's the most popular sport, so you can't tell them shit. Yeah, you can't tell them shit. Their game is the beautiful game, and it's perfect. You can't change it. I'm staring into the camera. That is a carnival of a way to decide a championship, and it's a joke. It makes the sport look stupid. Yep, there it is. Agreed. St- How can you say that? I just said it. Stupid. I don't disagree. The shootout's dumb. It's a dumb way to decide a championship. It's a dumb way to decide a championship. It's a dumb way to decide a championship. Stephen A. Bayless. Fuck you and your stupid <laughs> shootout. Stupid way to decide your sport. I'm Stupid. so happy I don't care about soccer right now. <laughs> oh, I don't care either. No, I want to care about soccer. It's so great. I want to care, but I see that and I'm like, really? And okay, if Toronto won, really, I'm supposed to get excited that they won that shootout. That guy kicked the ball into the fucking <laughs> barn size net <laughs> against a goalie who has to stand on a line. He can't even cut out the angle. Fuck you. The shootout in soccer is so and stupid. And you're so close, too. Yeah. You're so it's close. It's literally taking, it's like it's like trying to dodge a shotgun bullet from fucking 10 feet away. Like, have you seen that video of shotgun like, spray. Have you seen that video of how they used to do uh, penalty shots um, in MLS no. in like 95? The player would get a running start, and the goalie was allowed to come out. And everyone's like, oh, this is so stupid. I'm I like, that's that. closer to soccer. Yeah, so it's one-on-one. Yeah. It's like your battle. Also, it's yeah, still it's stupid. Like, it's like soccer, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the shooting, you know what? It should be called the kickoff. That's all you're doing is kicking. Or the kickout. You're not playing soccer. You're not running. You're not doing anything but kicking the so thing. So take the shootout It should out be called the... the kick jump because it's what both players get to do. One gets to kick, the other gets to should jump. Should the NHL That's decide it. games by a shootout? Totally. 
Why not, why not the beautiful game decides games that way? The beautiful game does it. Not this barbaric thing called hockey. Of course, they're still in the Stone Ages with their ice and socks or whatever. I'm trying what, to think what? of stupid things. Soccer people ice in their socks. I'm just. Man, I lost it there. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm just letting it happen. I just hate it. It's I, so stupid. Here's the thing. So it's Steve. Foolish. Steve said he in there. Steve said he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, he clearly, no. clearly cares. <laughs> clearly, you care. Okay, it's Wimbledon. I love. It is tied. So it's just who has the hardest serve. <laughs> now we're just going to set off. up a radar gun, and that's <laughs> how we decide Wimbledon. Off. It doesn't go to like uh, advantage or love or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Right, deuce, what, deuce. What about golf? How do they decide the Masters? Longest drive. Okay. Longest drive. Football. Tiger Woods versus John Daly every year. Football. Football. No, it should be best chip. <laughs> so that's as, yeah. as ambiguous as possible. <laughs> like, let's make this as okay, controversial and bad ready, as possible. Yeah. Ready? You leave. You leave Augusta, and you go to the nearest mini putt course, mm-hmm. and you figure it out there. <laughs> no, that, that's yeah, too you close to golf. tap the ball. No, you tap the ball through golf. Abe Lincoln's moving legs, <laughs> and that's how you decide. Oh, you're right, Jesse. It's that's too close. too close to golf. It's so you got to drive it. Yeah. You gotta drive it. No, Fastest you, golf cart. You go driver. to the nearest Denny's and you do a crossword, and that's how you decide yeah. it. Who, can, who can shotgun a beer the fastest in their golf cart? John John Daly would be the biggest one of all time. And there would be reviews after, like, nope, this still no. has beer in it. This still has beer in it. No, the the hole you dug with your key is way too wide. It's too much of an advantage. All right, if a, it has to be an official that digs the the hole in your can for you. If a curling match is tied at the end of what are they called? Ends. Ends. Who, how do you At the end of the attempt. Loudest end? scream. <laughs> <laughs> and they measure the decimals. No. no, no, no. <laughs> who brought more fan? Oh, oh that's a good one, too. I said, who brought more fan? <laughs> who brought more beer? That's all Not curling fans. is, I by said the way. Fan. Fan. <laughs> brought more who fan. brought more fan? Who brought more Central Canadians? Like, how many Albertans yeah. do you have? How many Albertans and Saskatchewans do you have? <laughs> how, many, how many Central Canadians and parts of Ontario that don't count did you bring? <laughs> Ontario's two provinces. What else can I say to piss people off? Uh, Ontario is two provinces. Are yeah. we going to decide any more games? It's 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 Toronto. It's no Ottawa, it's, Toronto South. It is yeah. It's Ottawa Ontario. South. It's drivable Ontario, and you have to fly there, Ontario. Yeah, exactly. Timmins, fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> or or Sault Ste. Marie, eight hours. Yeah, no, sorry. and that's still in technically southern-ish Ontario. <laughs> I'm just pissing people off on purpose. That's okay. Point is, like that is, it just happens to be the most popular sport on earth. But who who could possibly say that is an intelligent, fair way to decide I, I not agree. just a soccer game, a championship. <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's an argument to be made. I was merely stating that purists because purists can fuck themselves okay. with their dumb opinion. It's stupid. There's no defense of the shooter. You know what? I am not defending it. Don't defend soccer, because I'm not attacking soccer. I'm attacking the shootout. Give me a good reason to support the shootout, and if it's good, I'll change my mind. You won't, but, I mean, go ahead. It's dumb. (laughs) It's stupid. Give me other sports. Rugby, hardest scrum. You don't even have to come out of it with the ball. You just need to knock people over. I don't know about this Dodgeball. Who can hit someone in the face the fastest? (laughs) Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Longest... Scoop pass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Who can get it past the goalie wearing a couch? 
Lacrosse hey, goalies look ridiculous. You know, since we're on the, the subject of things that maybe shouldn't exist in games, yeah. let's yeah. talk about all-star games, which should not exist in professional games, mm. period, end of story. Except for the NBA one. The I NBA all-star the game. NBA you know what? No. You know what should exist? You don't even need the game. You need the skills competition. That's what you need. See, mm-hmm. That's the marquee night. That's the better night. Yeah. The dunk competition, the three-point competition, that's what I watch NBA All-Star Weekend for. I think the NBA All-Star Game is the most watchable. It's the most closest to the actual sport. Yeah. Out of all of them. Yeah, and their actual game is... is yeah, they average like 60 more points each. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still closer to an NBA yeah, game than fine. an NFL and their, game. And their skills comp is awesome. The NHL yeah. skill comp is awesome. I like, yeah. I like, I like that it's mic'd up. Because it's literally no defense. Team takes a shot, it hits the rim, and then everyone goes and one and one and one. Every every single person on the court screams and one. Even the defending team because they don't care. They're just there for the All Star game. I'm telling you, All Star game should be canceled. So what is the NBA or the NBA, the NFL doing? Because by the way, I want I want to before I get into this, I want to actually tell you a story. Story time. Uh, goody, actually, goody baseball might be closer to the actual sport than basketball in their All Star game. Because they actually have to play the sport yeah. in order to decide the final, which is now gone. No, yeah, that's not that doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, the MLB All-Star game might be the best. I don't know. It's funny. I thought it was so stupid, and now they've gotten rid of it. And I'm like, oh, I care about that less. Yeah. But what do you? What are you more concerned about being a success? The All-Star game, the MLB All-Star game, or the World Series? The World Series, obviously. Do you know the World Series um, home field advantage has never been decided by the team with the best record? They've In the history of Major League Baseball, they've never determined who gets home field by who has the best record. Wow. How do they really? do it? Pre-All-Star game, they just alternate. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> if you want to work... Steve, I want to work in sports. Can you give me some advice? Just do it. There's dumb people like running every sport. Every sport at every level, there's stupid people. Take their job. That's my advice. Okay. Next. I was out. <laughs> Sorry. The story that I thought I was going to tell was incorrect, so I'm not going to tell it. Oh. N- NFL, uh, NFL uh, All-Star Game. Pro which, Bowl. Pro Bowl, oh. which happens right after the Super Bowl. No, so, now, it, now it's in between. Oh, it is? Okay, I yeah. I have never because, once Because guess what? Nobody it. cared when it was after the after the Super Bowl. We were done with football. <laughs> yeah. So, no sense. Thing ever. so here's the thing. You're going to take the most physical game on earth and you're going to play an all-star game where people are going to hit each other. Sure. Okay. So the NFL knows this. They know the game's boring. They know nobody cares. So, And they always have it in Hawaii for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, what... Uh, what are they going to do this year to change it up? So they announced yesterday that they're going to add a new skills competition to Pro Bowl Week. The event will feature AFC and NFC players competing in a series of skills challenges, including dodgeball, a relay race, a precision passing event, and a best hands competition. See, I like best hand. I like all of those I don't except hate for that. I, I don't hate that dodgeball's weird, mm-hmm. but I love dodgeball. I'm watching it, but they're jacked, 300 pound men playing dodgeball. And I bet some of them. <laughs> I bet some of them can't yeah. throw. Yeah, I bet some of them cannot throw. Because you throw a dodgeball, it's different than throwing a football, right? Dodgeball, you, you a lot of them will. I bet ground the ball. Who's going to be the first like to just Jose Bautista completely destroy their shoulder and like not be able to play when the season starts? That's the thing. And right? then the fun part is the uh, production company behind American Ninja Warrior and Hell's Kitchen will produce the event for ESPN. Yo, this is going to be good. I'm just saying that's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun to watch. In the relay, yeah. I, that's just the track and field nerd in me. I, I want to watch that. 
Because the combine is actually pretty interesting. Yep. Yep. Like, I would just watch it. Like, if they were just like, we'll have a combine. (laughs) Well, the combine (laughs) is. We'll have a friendly combine with dodgeball. The combine is is sanctioned child labor, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) No, because they're at least adults. Oh, they're almost. Yeah. 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 Close. NHL is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I went to one (laughs) NHL combine. Because they don't. There was part of me where I'm like, this is weird. They're like 16. I don't like that you're pinching this person. It's weird. Well, they're doctors, man. When you're a doctor, you can do anything. They put that. That's not right. <laughs> they put that air that that World War One mask on them while they ride the ride the bike. Oh yeah, and they scream at them. Doesn't that sound terrible? Yeah, that, it does. That, like that would make me not want to be an NHL player. Th- that right there. That one thing on the bike. day we should do the combine. Oh, as a show. Screw that. I'd shit. Do it. We should like go. <laughs> we should get somebody from like the ACC to come down and then do the combine. We'll run there. through it, or we'll go to the Mastercard Center and we'll run through all the drills and film. I it. thought that would blow. I'll do it, I'll but do it would it. suck. That'd be awesome. I, I just the only thing I'm not gonna like is the bike. I can tell you that right now. That would suck ass because you'd be on. You're on a bike with a fucking oxygen tube, so you're already oxygen deprived, <laughs> and you're and you're going as hard as you can for like five minutes. Your legs are burning like hell, and you're like, why the hell am I? Why am I doing this? I could be How on do the you put home. stock into anything other than the bike ride? One is they have a bench press thing, yeah. That's which funny. okay, if you can bench press, I suppose you're strong. A pull up thing, okay, I suppose if you can do pull ups, you're strong. A high jump thing where you bat at the sticks. Oh, we got to draft this kid because he he's, he's good at batting the sticks, the high up sticks. <laughs> we got to draft this kid. He's good at batting the high up sticks. Or do you get the kid who's who can like actually process oxygen better than his peers? Well, that's the one you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I know that just that. Yeah, would but just what suck. about or what about the one where they're the like, grip strength? The grip. Oh, is that what that where is? They're squeezing it. <laughs> Going, yeah. It looks like they're locked into. I don't even know what it is. Looks like they're trying on a suit that's too small. I think it's grip strength. Yeah, yeah man, that kid has really good grip strength. We, we got to take him. He will grasp his stick. You know what? His jump up and bat the sticks wasn't very good, but his grip strength is is also good. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, oh, the the VO two. No, he was dead last. What, but his grip strength. What about what about his? <laughs> it was really good. What about his lifting with one very particular muscle group that really isn't that involved in hockey in, the, in the first oh, place? Did you see when Austin Matthews lost his balance when doing that stupid sobriety test that they do at every freaking draft where that you got to stand on one foot and bend over and touch your nose and recite the alphabet or some dumb some, bullshit? They should be testing. How about he's just strength? Austin Matthews? That's not going to tell you anything. Nope. So anyway, the NFL might be something to look out for this year, but you'll probably skip it anyway because seriously. I'm going to watch. Do you want to hear some of the weirdest questions asked in NFL Combine? Yes. Okay. So so we have some tweets from uh, from NFL players. So a scout asked someone, if I had to murder someone, would I use a gun or a knife? These are all <laughs> questions they asked at the draft combine. Uh, when a scout at the combine asked me, boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. If you could kill someone and Wait, oh, get... are we doing this? Do you guys want to yeah. answer these questions? Okay, now we... See, you said boxer briefs. We need to go back to the gun or the knife. Oh, see, see, I'm going with... I am going with um, um, not killing anyone. I think that's a trick that, question. That's how you would answer it? That's how I'd answer I wouldn't kill well, anyone. I think Belichick I wouldn't would be. I wouldn't be in that position. We're not drafting that kid. Yeah. Not only does he not have killer instinct, but he can't jump and bat the sticks wh- as good as his peers. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's not just bell. jumping and batting sticks is a little more relevant. Is. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes you got to jump up and catch the bat ball. the ball instead of catch catching the, the sticks. <laughs> Catch catch sticks, asshole. How would you answer the question? (laughs) Which one? If you had to murder someone, would you use a gun or a knife? Well, see, Adam took the easy road out because the question is, if you had to murder someone, you you have to murder someone, Adam. Belichick is asking you this. Belichick's asking, I'd be like, oh, go ahead. A a knife, because a gun would draw too much attention. Really? Yeah. Also, it's personal. See, I would say... (laughs) Second round pick. I see. I would. Whoa! <laughs> is that good? Um, I think that's good. You could well, go because my bat the stick score it wasn't, wasn't that it good. Wasn't see, high enough. my grip strength what, what, was you, off the charts, though. You could be super, super aggressive about it too if you're trying to be aggressive. Mm. Um, you could be like knife because when I stab you in the throat, you won't be able to scream. Whoa! <laughs> and they'll be like, "Whoa! Don't draft him. He's a wild card." <laughs> no, here's what you do: they ask you that question, then you pull a knife out of your sleeve and go, "Why do I have to do it right now?" Ooh, and like then they that. go, holy like, shit, I just pissed myself. We're drafting you in the first round. Signing bonus. Ra- Raiders would draft him for sure. Raiders, just draft the fastest guy available and we'll make him into a football player. Okay, Al Davis. At least he's the fastest. Yeah, and they had the worst team in the NFL for like 12 years. I know. They're okay this year, though. They're great this year, actually. <laughs> this is another one. This was a question asked to Brandon Dowdy. Um, you're on a mountain in Alaska. Does your a- brother deserve the Norse? <laughs> <laughs> You're on a mountain in Alaska on a bus going 100 miles per hour. Where are you sitting on the bus? Fucking right at the front. At least, hey, if we're going down, at least I get the view. Okay, there's two ways to go about this. The back, because it's the most fun. No it's way. Like, the front's no, the most fun. No, because it's like riding a roller coaster. When you're at the back, you get like the full like effect. Or, okay. Driving the bus. Ooh. Because I'm trying to get where I'm going. And I don't care what bear or moose or other Alaska thing gets in my way. Sarah Palin's white picket fence. Alaska moles. I'm driving right through it. No Alaska moles will get in my way. Alaskan animals, Alaska moles. Oh, so I, I was like, what is I that? I know, I just, it was a stretch. Is that a mole from Alaska? <laughs> I didn't, oh, okay. <laughs> Willie Beavers, who's an offensive tackle, said the- With Falcons. a very unfortunate name. Exactly. <laughs> Willie Beavers. And also a character from a 1950 uh, sitcom. That's good. Willie Beavers. Come on, mom and dad. He played for Michigan. Western Michigan, actually. Uh, he said the Falcons asked him if he'd rather be a cat or a dog. Dog. Dog for sure. Beavers answered a dog. Dog, you have to say wired. You said kind of. I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. Dogs are better. Dogs are better. But if you say more cat, work. like you know, you're more of an individual, and you can fend for yourself. So on on one hand, you can fend for yourself. On the other hand, football football is a team, is a team game. Game. You're out there with forty nine hundred other men or whatever it is. You know, you gotta gotta have everybody's back. Clear eyes, full heart. The Spartan phalanx breaks if one link in the chain is broken. That's right. You must protect the Spartan to your left thigh to neck. I watched 300. You did. Uh, We can do one more. One final one. Uh, Chris Smith, Jaguars defensive end. Oh, Chris Smith time. (laughs) Oh, Adam. Why was that necessary? Why is they use these names that are so easy to make fun of? Christmas time. Adam the Tyson. <laughs> uh, 
Christmas. The Cleveland Browns asked me, how many ways could you use a brick in a minute? <laughs> That's a good one. That, that is actually a complex question. You know what? This is the type of dumb shit. Have we ever gone through this on the show where I talked about how I almost got into the gifted program? Uh, no. Okay. If you're like a parent and you have the, and like your kid is about to go for whatever this test is and they give you the option to do that, take your kid out of it. It made me hate school. Take your kid out of it. Um, so do you remember the sea cat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, yeah. Did you have to take the sea cat? Yeah. I don't know if the sea cat is still a thing. So they were announcing all the students who took the sea cat and got the highest scores. It's okay. So by the way, I should give context. The sea cat is like a standardized test that they gave out in like what, grade three or four? Yeah. And all students had to take it across the province of Ontario. I don't know if it was a Canada-wide Dry flower. thing. Or <laughs> it was the dumbest shit ever. It was like the EQAO test. At least they ask you like math questions and stuff, whatever. And that was the standardized test that we took the year before. The fuck? Anyway, uh, so I took the CCAT test and they're announcing all the students. And they announce all the, the usual suspects. The smart kids. Uh-huh. And then they go, and Steve Glynn. <laughs> and, and I remember the class, like m- a lot of students even turned around and went, Steve? Because <laughs> they weren't expecting that shit. I, d- I doubt you were expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. No. But then I, for like two weeks, I felt like the smartest kid ever. I studied harder. I had more self-confidence. Everything was great. And then they bring you in for an- another test, an extra test. And if you do well on this test, you get into the gifted program. And a few days a week, they take you out of class with all your friends, and they put you with other smart kids, which in my case would have just been they put you in with the smart kids because I wasn't one. And um, so I get in there, and I just remember right away the guy giving the test. Um, he was one of those guys who was bald but had dandruff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right away, I was Un- thrown off. Uncomfortable. It was cold, but he was wearing shorts and sandals, and they were those weird Velcro sandals, and his toes were all fungusy. Hold on. So I remember already I'm Hold thrown on. off by this person. Are you sure he wasn't our grade 10 English teacher, Mr.? Um, no. 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 Because that was my grade 10. You just described my grade 10 English teacher. I think I know who you're talking about. We'll talk after the show. Okay. Forget just in case, it's like Mr. Yankov. Out of here, boy! And he's friggin' listening to the podcast. Adam, you're a dick! <laughs> anyway, so this guy, he's just a super weird dude. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm good at I'm good at grammar, I'm good at I'm good at English and spelling and all that and math I was still good at at the time because they hadn't introduced algebra yet. <laughs> they hadn't introduced letters. And I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm gonna be good at this. I'm smart. I'm a smart kid. Of course I'm smart. I did well on the CCAT. Then, like, one of the first things they asked me to do is put together a puzzle of a soccer ball. I'm like, what the fuck? And so obviously I'm confused because there's black and white and all the pieces look the same but different. And I don't know. I struggled with it a little bit. Then there was another one of, like, it was two pictures of, like, a kid running out of a burning house. And he, like, put it on the table. He's like, look at this. And I, and I looked at it for like five seconds and then he took it away. And he's like, what were the differences between the two pictures? There were six. Mm-hmm. Can you name them all? I'm like, what the fuck? No. And then there were all these other tests. And of course, I don't get into the gifted program. And from that day forward, we're talking, it might have been grade six, somewhere between grade four and six. From that day forward, I didn't like school as much. Ruined me. Ruined my academic career. And, and now look at me, fungus feet. <laughs> I work for Sportsnet. You bald prick! Anyway, <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> it's a scar. It's a mental scar. Wow, okay. It is a scar. You are scarlet. You're a 28 year old man, and I'm still fucking jacked up about wow. that. <laughs> that was over a, half my life ago. I drive a Dodge Stratus. I drive a Dodge Stratus. Thank you. You fungusy fuck. I'm a man. I'm. A and I live in a van down by the river. Down by the river. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I just thought I would share that story. Well, I'm glad you did. I don't know. I don't. I was so. I. I don't think I ever had a shot at that because I didn't care. Um, I shouldn't have. No, but you know, you're a kid. You don't. But I, I, from the moment I could, they they taught me to read and to write and to do math. If I didn't care, I wouldn't put any effort. In. And that's that's been my whole life's problem. And my blessing and my curse is that things that I love, I devote myself completely to. There's a lot of people who can like devote themselves to cl- completely to things that they hate. I can't do it. Can't when do it. when did Stone Cold Steve Austin fight Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14? Because that is when that's when I took the test. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> you dick! A better question. I don't know what WrestleMania when fourteen was. was. WrestleMania did, did, they, did they ask you to throw cups in that exam? <laughs> yeah, he also might. He might have not liked me calling him a fungus foot. Prick. WrestleMania fourteen took place in nineteen ninety eight. So I was, I guess, 10, ten when I took that fucking test, and it has scarred me to this day. I can't believe that. To this day, well, I can't believe it's taken this long to go on the show. It's a mental scar. Steve's, Steve's emotionally eating cookies right now. Yeah. I am. <laughs> because fucking the fungus foot fuck took away my love of school. Um, I said this, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I think when I was away on vacation. Do we have time to talk about the dude in the Toronto Star did a photo shoot with Kale? <laughs> yeah, we do. do we, we, we get time. So, okay. so Jesse, explain this. Explain. So, the Toronto Star they wrote an article about men getting vasectomies and how they're over having children. They made a decision in their life. They're like, "Hey, oh, I'm not. I thought you said they were over having, like they were having too many children." I'm like, "That's no, not no, how no. a vasectomy works." They were. They're just never gonna have. They they saw children and they said bye. I saw kids and I was just. Bye. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> so, Andy Prosserman, 31, he commemorated his vasectomy with a photo shoot. No, he didn't. And, and he threw a party. And do you guys want to see some of these shots from, from his photo shoot to celebrate his vasectomy? And then I can also read some quotes of, I'd like from to see him. Can you insert these photos into the, uh, I, I into the video so I people will. can see them? I will okay. credit you, Toronto Star, for your wonderful... Okay, photo. here, here, here. This dude is white for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, he's a white guy. This belongs on... This is crazy white people shit yeah. right here. I mean, I, like, as one, I, I, I believe wanna, I have... Do you want to hear the quotes first, or do you want to see the pictures? I want to see the pictures. Uh, no quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. quotes. <laughs> Adam's instinct was immediately quotes. Quotes. Because his instincts are better than mine. Because apparently, I'm not good enough for the gifted program! <laughs> Whereas, whereas I just didn't give a shit. Also, probably not smart enough. <laughs> Actually, definitely not smart enough. You know what, though? The kids who did get into Gifted ended up like being kind of weird socially. Yeah. I, and I'm fine! Um, a lot of people who are members of Mensa are not... It doesn't just because you're smart does not mean you'll be rich. Um, so they find like a lot of members of Mensa are just like just socially not adjusted and can't move forward in the world because it's hard. Lock them in a lab. Invent stuff. <laughs> Jesse. The 31-year-old Torontonian commemorated his recent vasectomy with a celebratory photo shoot. In one photo, he tenderly cradles a head of kale like green, leafy infant. 
In others, he clutches a bottle of scotch, a Nintendo controller, and his Canadian passport. Oh All things he'll have time to enjoy in the absence of parental responsibilities. So, please tell me they put the part of Toronto he's from? No. <sighs> this dude lives down the hall from you, Jesse. Like, I'm, I'm telling you. There's no way that, that he's not from Liberty Village. He could be from, like, Parkdale. Yeah, but he grew up... <laughs> Yo, no, he's not from Parkdale. Um, he grew up in the nice section of Etobicoke or Mississauga, but now lives in Liberty Village, for sure. Mm. Oh. And more, more Burlington. Burlington? Yeah. Oh, so he's one of those guys where Toronto's not his home, it's his adventure. Oh, Man. my God. Has someone said that to you ever? No. Oh my god! I was just to say, is that a thing that people you say? You sounded genuinely nauseous. I there. would have been. I I would have barfed right here. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's talk you about want, this. Then so you, want, you want to take a look? At these I want these pictures. Okay. okay, so this is the. We'll start here. Here he is clutching all his important things. Oh my god! I could so have drawn natural. a picture of this guy he's, before seeing the photo. He's exactly how you think he looks. Whatever you have in your mind right now about a guy taking picture with Kale, this is how this guy looks. I should have called Beard, too. Not that there's anything wrong with Beards, everybody. But obviously. I should have called Beard. And he has a lovely quote he threw up on his wall, if you want to read that, Adam. Because I ain't Mumford, I ain't trying to have sons. And he's got a childish Gambino quote behind him. I... Don't ruin something I like! Goddamn every downtown Torontonian guy. Have I, have I, oh, sorry, do you have more Why more is he pictures? holding ahead of Kale? We just have the... I think he must be doing this for fun, right? He must be joking. No. This is a joke. No. He's kidding. This is a serious He's article. got a great sense of humor, this guy. <laughs> this, he must have a great sense of humor. This is a serious I hope article. So. He's sitting in a room. He's also got a good photographer friend. He does. He didn't pay for this shit. No. Uh, he is actually babying a, a head of Kale. Um, okay. All right. So so Let's I'm gonna, so no Let's he, he's he's playing a joke on the star and they ran with it. No. Oh wait a second, that's the most important part. This is in the Toronto Star. Yes. This is news, Steve. There's a there's more that I think it's two men who are featured. Subscribe to the athletic. And it's a profile Fuck. on how they decided to get their vasectomies in the life section of the Toronto Star. And I just think he's hilarious. No, this guy's no, funny. You know what? This guy's I think I'm with Adam. He's I'm with Adam. No, he's hilarious. There's no way that's real. He's a little bit of a knob, but he's mostly hilarious. Yeah, like I think if he's you like saw 10% your, knob. If you saw your friend, uh, if you saw your friend doing that, and you knew they were kidding, it's pretty funny. Yeah. You know what? They're gonna do this redonkulous story on you. You might as well make it. Yeah. If over it, it's the gonna top. be your one shot at, at at putting something in a newspaper, I would. You might as well go. I wonder if they'll do it. I wonder if they'll do it. I, I, but he went through with a vasectomy. Well, he probably was going to get that anyway. No, I, it yeah, he was going to get that anyway, though. I don't, I don't know. You think he got a vasectomy because of the Toronto Star? No, no, no. no. I think he, he was going to get is just one. just how he lives his life. And you think he legitimately wanted to sit in that chair he, with the head of kale and said, look at it like it's a baby? He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna celebrate no. my vasectomy with a photo shoot." And one of the things I have now time for, because I won't have kids, is to eat more kale. Passionate about kale. And to drink more whiskey. So I'm going to take a photo too. You had that time anyway. Oh my God. The writer of this article said it. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to one up you. Have you guys heard of the new butcher shop opening in Brooklyn? Oh, yes. (laughs) Have you? 
Did you know all that all they do is sell sponge? Did you know that that it was launched on Kickstarter, a successful fifty thousand dollar Kickstarter campaign wow. to start Monk's Vegetarian Butcher Shop and Delicatessen. And someone tweeted this at me, literally with, it's a butcher shop without meat. <laughs> there it are Levi Maestros is. everywhere. Yeah, it literally is. It's a butcher shop without meat. And that you could have said that in the Reddit threads, and you would have been right. I'm going to open a music store where all I sell is Pootie Tang albums. It's just silence. Just wall-to-wall <laughs> silence. So in the last few months, we've done The Bar with No Alcohol. Bar with No the Alcohol. Watch with, That Doesn't Tell Time. And now, and now The Meat Shop That Doesn't Sell Meat. You know, you know why? Because millennials defy a convention, Jesse. Yeah. Because we're so smart, we're so smart. You know, one of my my my, my okay. My, I still say Levi Maestro is the worst. It, it is the worst. Okay. But we'll find someone yeah. worse. There are sober people. There are vegetarians. Watch without time. Fuck you. One of the yeah. One of the it's a bracelet. Yeah, but still, do you? Why are you calling it a butcher shop? <laughs> Is, 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 is the word butcher that important to you? Like, call it a delicatessen, fine, but a butcher is for, for meat. That's the point. They butchered the thing. They butcher. And so then you're taking the word away from them or taking away its power? What is it that if you're, you're doing Aberdeen, by that? If you're in Aberdeen, it's a butcher. I have to, we have to tell you, is my stepmom said something really interesting to me while I was in Florida last week. And she said, she's like, you know, the greatest thing about being retired is that, and she said, don't take this the wrong way. But every time someone new comes along, you know, they in, in, in the workplace, they come to you with these ideas as though nobody's thought of them before. <laughs> these, <laughs> these young 20-somethings. And they go, what about this? And they've got these grand plans. And then you realize, oh, my God, I'm only 10 years into this. Another person in 10 years is going to do the same thing. And it just, the cycle just repeats itself. Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what millennials are. Only now we all have our own platforms. There's no way that before the internet, a vegan butcher shop works. No way. No way that it happens. Doesn't get off the ground. It's in but because we're like, we're all like, it's in Brooklyn. we defy convention, bro. We're Everyone defies bro. convention. Listen to the kid, bro. Kanye West met with Donald Trump this morning, bro. Actually happened. This guy plays an electric guitar. But why do you have to brand it as a butcher shop? Why exactly. Why can't it just be a vegan restaurant? Because we're talking about it. All right. Because we are talking about it. By the way, they are not the first one open. I believe one in Minneapolis opened like a couple years ago. So anybody from who, any Wild fans listening, confirm or deny. It's it's good that Kanye West kind of took the job of Michael Jackson early in Trump's presidency. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. You know, you need a distraction. You might as well get in early. There you, know, you go. It used to be Michael Jackson. And now, hey, I want to be the distraction from the actual news. Are millennials to blame for smaller hotel closets? Is that an actual headline? <laughs> Woodworking.com, woodworkingnetwork.com wrote an article about it. They say, not only are millennials driving the interior design in the next generation of hotels, their desires are also influencing residential interior design as well. You know, I travel a lot. <laughs> I travel a lot by, by average standards. I travel for work. I travel for pleasure. I like to get out of town when I can. Stay at, I've stayed at a lot of hotels. I cannot say that at any point I know anything about the hotel size, the, the, the size of the actual hotel closet. I can't, I can't say I've their ever... Their basic argument is that millennials, they carry less things. They care more about their laptops and their Wi-Fi. No, those are ho- things! Than the hotel And you know why, you know why we carry less... A laptop less, is. You know why we carry less things? Because 
our phones and laptop do everything that our parents used to have to haul haul around. If you wanted yeah, to read, we a can't book, afford trips that are that long. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> we if can't you afford wanted, trips where we're bringing outfits. If you wanted to, if, if, twenty years ago, if you wanted to listen to, if you wanted a variety of two thousand songs, you had to bring a CD jacket with you. If you wanted to read three books on vacation, you had to bring them with you. Yeah. That's why. Hello, not millennials. Who created computers? The late boomers did. I'm ah! so angry we're talking about this. I know. Because we, we are we, giving this shite. Can we a click? All you gotta do is write about a millennial. All you okay, all you gotta do is write about millennials and you'll get clicks. And say, doesn't matter if they're and angry. Say, clicks. And they're doing it differently. Yeah, here's doesn't, how. Doesn't matter if they're angry clicks, you're getting clicks. Write an article about analytics that sucks balls. Watch your numbers skyrocket. You think you bought your boss gives a shit? Pat on the shoulder. Here you go. Stop feeding shit you don't like. God damn it. There's a um, um You know how many subscriptions to the athletic I just sold today? There's Are a... vegan millennials responsible for the death of cows? I don't know. Why don't we industry. ask Kanye West at Trump Tower what he thinks With of all this shit? With his Cisco hair. Um Cisco Cisco hair. Kanye's dyed his hair blonde. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I, I, by the way, I think it's great that after Kanye was on a fifty-one fifty hold, uh, in the, which is like a psychiatric hold for seventy-two hours, he was oh, no one's he was handcuffed that. to a bed. Yeah, no that he's cares. allowed to now go talk to Trump, and Trump can make time for him, and he shouldn't be at home getting rest and getting better. Yeah, it's a distraction. Everybody, go pay attention to what is not that like, story. The guy Hotel needs closets. the guy needs a break, man. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, I want to talk about something good. What the fuck, John Scott. Threw up an Instagram post. Johnny Scottman uh, threw up a, a post, and it, it was a picture of a screenplay written by Mitch Album. Album? Mitch, uh, Mitch Marner, uh, <laughs> Matt, who's Matthews. obviously a very Austin well known Matthews. writer. Tuesdays with Maury, if anybody's Jake read that, it's great. Smallwood. <laughs> Kale Underwood. Hey. Kale Underwood. Kale Photoshoot. Um, the title of the movie, guys. Kale Photoshoot plays left wing for the Moose Jaw Warriors. Kale photoshoot vasectomy. Only eats vegan meat. Lives in a closet with Wi-Fi. <laughs> the vegetarian butcher shop Swift Current Broncos. Supports the shootout. <laughs> Fuck the shootout. Supports the shootout. Oh my god. Um, uh, no, no. Sean uh, Scott posted a picture of the screenplay for yes, his movie, gentlemen. I saw it. And we haven't been contacted, but I have an honest question. It's bullshit. Yeah. Do we make this movie? Mm, like maybe in like do we make this movie even in a quick cutaway scene you know what do we make this movie I bet they do like a compilation of how it got started montage Uh, yeah they they (laughs) do a montage montage. they do American Wachinski everybody's talking in a microphone in a montage (laughs) (laughs) they they do they do American Wachinski starting the thing for sure they use actual lines from the podcast where they started the thing and then they have a montage of just yeah 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 like people pointing and Hey, yeah, we should do this. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And they'll have a bunch of like blogger types. They won't have us specifically. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, they should. Mm. Well, is it a documentary or is it just kind of a. It's a. No, it's, it's a, a. It's a. It's a movie about it. It's not a documentary. It's, it's based a, on. It's a screenplay. Her. Okay. So there is there is a movie there that they will be acted. Us. They won't have us. They'll want, they might want to come on the show and promote it. <laughs> yeah, what you, they're more than welcome to. But I will ask them at that point why aren't you having us on there? 
We were clearly a part of this. Dicks. <laughs> but Merrick versus Wyshynski, number one, A, number one, deserve to be on They have to. I don't even think they're going to be that specific about it. I think they'll they should. They should. The general <sighs> podcast, generic dudes who started this trend. Yeah, so this is what's bullshit about podcasting and, and right not, now is you can still do that. Be, yeah. They're not going to just be regular it. people. They're, they're going to be like the South Park World of Warcraft <laughs> Nerds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get John Scott into this all-star game. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Or Weenie in the butt. <laughs> in the morning? Hey, you know what would be funny? Three. Hey. Why are they going to vote for a guy like him? <laughs> All right, let's uh, do the I press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. This is from KVH underscore 1990, who writes, Steve... Having worked in the zoo, does it bother you that animal crackers are not more to scale when in cracker form? (laughs) It is true. The giraffe cracker is not nearly tall enough. He's a little round. He looks a little brachiosaurus. Yeah, Yeah, there are no giraffes that uh, fat. So we we need more slender giraffes, but... I mean, real giraffes have curves. Yeah. And we need <laughs> we need shorter rhinos. And we need elephants with longer trunks and better memories. That's what we need. You need a cracker that remembers. You do need a cracker okay. that remembers. All right. That's good. I like that. That's a funny question. A Pepperidge Farm cracker. A pe- Pepperidge Farm remembers. That's nice. I like that. What's the most disgusting potato chip flavor you've ever had for everyone? <laughs> You know what I hated forever, and I'm just starting to come around on it, is dill pickle. No. I used to hate dill pickle. Why, are you saying, nope, you hate it, or nope? It's disgusting. (laughs) It's still not my favorite, but I'll eat it. (laughs) It's disgusting. You have a problem, sir. (laughs) No, I, I, look, again, I don't like it, but I won't, I don't know. No, it used to be like, I would not eat a chip. Hmm. They're gross. You know what I still can't get over? And dill pickle kind of kind of tastes like this and this is why i can't eat them everyone loves salt and vinegar why it's okay not only does it not taste that great but it stings and burns it like hurts my teeth yeah and you scrape I feel your mouth it eroding mm-hmm. the enamel in my mouth salt and vinegar sucks every flavor well is better. i wouldn't say it sucks give me any flavor of dorito give me the hottest hot chip which we still need to do at some point. Wherever those are. I, don't, I think I have those somewhere. We've ne- <laughs> we haven't done a night show since in like months. We'll figure it out. Um, or oh, maybe we do it on Friday. But Friday's not a night show. It's a morning show. We just do it at the at the party? No. Friday at oh, Jesse's house? That's not Jesse's happening. Christmas party? Yeah. That's um, not happening. Here's a- oh, because you only got one toilet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's the correct answer to your question. The correct answer is ketchup chips. Wholly overrated and terrible tasting. I used to barf. Like my neighbor across the street who I grew up with, he used to, every year he would have a party with pizza where instead of tomato sauce, he had barbecue sauce underneath and ketchup chips. On the pizza? No, 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 no. And ketchup. I'm just listing those because they're two things I would never have outside of his birthday party. Right. Okay. And for years, we couldn't figure it figure out whether it was the pizza and barbecue sauce or if it was the ketchup chips. Years later, definitely ketchup chips. The barbecue sauce is delicious. I have barbecue sauce on my pizza. Doesn't have no, to no, be I have that too. Crust, mm-hmm. but. Uh, ketchup chips are terrible. Uh, they're only available in Canada. I don't know why they're not a thing in the states. You know why? Because Americans know better. It's like a dumb. It's a dumb thing that we brag about. Yeah, it's a we g- have ketchup chips, and Americans are like, 
Okay, keep them. Keep them. They're yours. Like they, I, you talk to some Americans, they hold it in this regard. Like, ooh, ketchup, ketchup chips. chips. So ooh, exotic. Wish we could get them. No, they suck. That's why <laughs> you're not getting suck. them. They would never sell. They'd no. never sell. No. they In the UK, they have, and apparently it's big in South Africa too, uh, roasted chicken. It's good. I've had it. <laughs> I like it. Also prawn cocktail in the UK. That is weird. I have tried those. It is those. weird, but I like seafood. Yeah, like so seafood. do I. Even but though it doesn't really taste like seafood. I don't want a potato to taste like a prawn. Oh, but it can taste like a jalapeno. It can taste like cheese. I just don't want a potato to taste, taste like that. It's just a personal thing that I have, but I don't think that a something a sea crawler that eats garbage off the bottom of the freaking... Oh, don't ruin seafood for me and all <laughs> Italians. Stop it. I'm just it's saying. Delicious. I'm just saying. Not not into it. All right. So is, is your answer just dill pickle? Uh, and ketchup? No, I, I don't like a lot of chips, so I would... I don't what are your favorite answer. chips, then? I like sour cream and onion and um, the purple Dorito bag. I don't know what oh, flavor it is. Oh, a bold barbecue, I think. Yeah, I think that's it, and that's pretty much Man, it. I don't know a lot of things well, but <laughs> I know Doritos pretty well. I know Doritos very All well. All other kind of chips I can kind of pass on, so... I'm not a big chip person. I cannot. I will dummy any bag of chips in front of me, save I for can, salt and vinegar, ketchup, and dill. I don't ever need to have another potato chip in my life, and I don't ever need to have another French fry. You're uh, no. you're just wrong. You're but wrong. I love French fries. I love them too, yeah. but I don't need to have another one. Whenever I get a burger and it's no. just assumed I want French fries, no, man, I want a salad. Sometimes I, I just want fries on their own. We're not friends. Sometimes I just want to- be friends. You don't bring my James. You say outrageous things about fries. Um, I, I and, but I could not live- Without chocolate. I'm a chocolate person. I'm, I've got a sweet tooth. You know what? I can't live without just generally food that is awful for me. Okay? Yeah. Chocolate, chips, fries. Put it all in my pizza food hole. Pizza. Pizza for pizza sure. Pizza is good for you. It is dairy. It is. It is. Dairy is awful for you. No, it is. It is. <laughs> it is fiber. There's there's vegetables. You just described chocolate. Which is, I guess, also There's good no for you. fiber in chocolate. Yeah. What fibrous chocolate fiber are you Fiber one bars. Fiber one chocolate. <laughs> yeah, fiber one bars. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, fiber one brownies, yeah. which on, exists. On which, by the way, try giving your kid taste... a fiber one bar. <laughs> See how it goes. They're a, they're a, that's a different taste. Um, do we have any more? Um, yeah, we can. One final question. One, yeah, final one more. Thinner 333. Three, three. So I can go home and be traffic. Wants to know. Where does Adam keep his Montreal Impact jersey? <laughs> Screw oh, you, man. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Right next to his Montreal Canadiens jersey. I do have my Montreal Canadiens, the Berkshire or Jerkshire one. I should give that to Andrew. When do you think they'll get the Expos back, Adam? Montreal? <laughs> yeah. Actually, sooner than you think. I actually do think they'll get it back. Oh. Yeah, I'm answering that seriously. He almost seriously. said we. You heard that? He almost said we. Um, does that mean yes, or you're referring to yourself in Montreal as the same thing? <laughs> I'm actually surprised at how well this is cut on. Oh, yeah. every Everybody's on this. It's funny. Some people <laughs> are like, just like, oh, yeah, alleged Montreal or Adam Wilde. And someone, I think, was like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know who likes that? French fucks like Adam. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. Aggressive, Aggressive. Man. Aggressive. But we know they were kidding. Another right back. No, I wasn't, you French fuck. I, I think I think they just wanted to say something that they felt would have a lot of impact. Oh. Oh. That was that's almost worse than Christmas time. Oh, did that not sounder <laughs> right? Because Seattle's team is Seattle called the Sounders. Sounders. Yeah. Because that's a yeah. thing. Also sound tigers. <laughs> hey there, Bridgeport. We should have ended this episode five minutes in. Disagree. Five minutes Five in. Five minutes in? Yeah, okay, no, we're done. Okay, no, because we weren't even good then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. 
little change. A little change in the podcast schedule because of unforeseen circumstances, aka a. my prick. my performance review at work. Uh, we are doing the show on Friday, <coughs> so you can drive us drive home with us, or you can listen to us Saturday morning with your kids. We'll be sure to swear a lot. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we promise we'll start out at least a little bit smoother on Friday. Wait, okay. It's 2.10. Let's quickly check reporter Chris's Twitter to make sure the Leafs don't screw us again like okay. they did with the Enron. Okay, do teams. it. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah everyone's right, still see you later. Okay, bye. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.